the snap, and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores. This is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. And the watch this is thank you to NIL. Hey, we're here. Oh, wow. We're here. We're live. We're recording. It's been a while. <laughs> you, are, you are in control of the fucking recording. We, uh, no, it surprised me. It's an absolute <laughs> surprise. Yeah, but we, uh, it's been a while. Maybe we'll be a college football podcast that just goes, I don't know, bi-weekly, you know, once, once or twice a month. Well, <laughs> hey, listen, we were talking about it before we hopped on. Give us something exciting to talk about because it, it's been kind of, listen, college football is always college football and we always love it. But it, it's we as we were talking about, it's been a little bit lackluster the last few weeks like we, yeah, we got spoiled right. with the Appalachia State and then Marshall and then it just kind of went quiet for a little bit right yeah I think these last few weeks have definitely been kind of like the the dust is settling a little bit we're starting to see who the actual contenders versus pretenders type you know all that fun conversation to have but uh yeah we're here to continue that fun conversation because uh, yeah we're name image podcast we're back we try to go weekly obviously that never happens because we just have life that happens and and things yeah. like that but uh nonetheless we're here for for the people and when i say the people i mean probably the person uh shout out savannah have been yeah south dakota why not south why not? dakota uh, mighty it's uh north dakota 20 north dakota. 20 minutes or 20 miles i always forget which one is which from the uh canadian border so pretty much canada pretty much canada hey shout out to my canadian brethren who yeah so anyway sister or is it always his brethren is there such <laughs> thing as sister yeah, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but anyways, uh, we're here. Name Image Podcast. We're here to talk college football, kind of break down the last couple of weeks, and just kind of the the current state of things, like what what we're noticing, our trends. Uh, you know who uh, who we think are the actual contenders, and who we think are just full of shit. Which you know that's uh, that that that's the tough part. Is because I, as soon as I think that teams are good, they shit the bed. Shout out Washington, you know, <laughs> or that I think that's just the Michigan State effect. And I'll get into that as well. It's the teams that play Michigan State. And they're like, wow, like, look at our team. We're like, like uh, Minnesota. Look at us. Tanner Morgan. He's finally good. Look at all these yards that he threw against for Michigan State. And then they lose to Purdue. <laughs> like, you know, same with Washington. Oh, Michael Penix Jr. You should be the Heisman. Then he throws like four picks against UCLA. You know, he still put up a lot of yards, but you know what I mean? So it's uh, yeah, don't put any stock against. Michigan State, and we'll get to that when Ohio State comes to town this weekend. So, <laughs> oh, ouch, big ouch. Oh, name image podcast, lots of nil stuff, or just kind of some some interesting ones. There are some stories that kind of broke through. Uh, we're just gonna, you know, touch on a few real quick. Uh, college basketball. Is where we're gonna start this one because hey, yeah. we are, I think we're about a month. I think about a month away. Oh yeah, but, uh, college. I don't even know. I haven't even thought about college basketball I'm... yet. Like what to even expect. Uh, but as a Michigan State fan, I'm looking forward to it because uh, even you know, it, it, just look at our non-conference schedule and boy, is that going to be fun. So anyways, start us off here, Michael. What What's going on in college basketball? Well, our man, uh, damn man, I'm drawing. It's Drew Timmy, right? That's, yes. that's his official name. Uh, came out and said, essentially, there was an option for him to go to the league. He probably would have, you know, not a high draft pick, but would have got picked up somewhere and essentially said, you know, if I would have went to the league, I would have been making somewhere in the ballpark of, 200 300,000 he'd go overseas is right that Where, wherever he ended right. up he, the ballpark figure would have been 200 to 300,000 in that area uh but come to find out Kyle he's making more money through NIL 
So uh, he did he did the good guy thing. He's going to stay at Gonzaga and terrorize probably just me personally because they're going to end up playing Duke in the tournament inevitably like we do every year. Uh, and he's going to terrorize me. So uh, good to see him stay because this is NIL and best practice, Kyle. This is what this yes. is the intention was. Yes. And it only and it's it's you know I was talking about this with some other friends like this is. More like basketball is going to be where we see to succeed more than football because football is just a different animal, more bodies, more positions, you know, the Probably whole bunch money. of cons. Right. Yeah. But basketball years, only 12 guys on the roster. Like, it, you know, you can stay and make more money playing basketball. Why wouldn't you just do it at a place like Gonzaga or wherever your university is? And so I think that this is the first kind of real case study we have that NIL is moving forward, going to help us kind of keep that mid-range talent around and be able to enjoy that for at least – one more year, two more years, how many years it ends up being. Right. And I, it, it just seems like the best, probably the best spot to be in. Yeah. You know, obviously like people think like, Oh, I want to be the star quarterback or I want to play college right. football. And it's like, yeah, you, you kind of have to go to the league after two and a half, three years, because if, any longer, you're going to say you're probably going to get injured. And if you, right. even, even right. if you make it to the league, you're probably going to get injured. The right? risk, so, the risk reward landscape for football versus basketball is so drastically right. basketball, different. Basketball, you like, can just hang around. Right. Hang around because they see your face, right? Because, you know, no helmets or anything like that. So, like, you, it's so much easier. Granted, there's a smaller sample size because the teams are smaller. But it's so much easier to kind of become that legend. Uh, like, I say legend. You know what I mean? Where it's just oh, like, yeah. they watch you around. Just hang out. You know, just hang right. out. And after that, like, work at the local you know, car dealership after that if you want. Open your own because you'll probably have enough money to do well, that. Like, and that's, open and restaurant this, like, right, and this, this, like, specific is scenario, like, he's going to go play in Europe regardless, like whether it's, it's whether it was this yeah. year or whether it's next year, like he's going to end up playing in Europe regardless. So it makes more sense. Like, Hey, stay at Gonzaga. You're like, Gonzaga is a successful program. Maybe they'll get over the hump. Maybe they won't. They probably never will. But like, why not stay in a, in a town? Like you just mentioned, like you're already a legend there. Like you've already, you know, you're people kiss the ground you walk on. If you're a Gonzaga basketball player, stay there, stay in a place you're familiar with. Like, and then once your career, your NCAA eligibility is up, then go play in, in Europe. And again, it, it's only really applicable to basketball because the lifespan of a basketball career is right. so much longer than a football career. Because like you said, once that two-year mark rolls around and you have potential NFL draft talent, you got to go. Like, you, you got to go now. Make that paycheck while you can because who knows when that time's coming. Right. And then even the paychecks, once you get to the league, aren't guaranteed. Like, how many no. of these, especially like running backs or things like that, they just don't get that second contract. It's just crazy. So, I, I hey, listen, we're all for it. It's basketball. It. I love football, and I hope football is around forever, and I enjoy watching oversized humans just maul each other. But if, you know, Kyle, like when I have kids, it's just basketball. It's guaranteed money, a lot easier on the body. There's a lot more money floating around. It's just, it's got to be basketball. Uh, okay, transition a little bit to college football and NIL. I just, uh, the story from ESPN just kind of shows you where we're at with ESPN because it's just like, boy, they used to be great. But here, here's the headline. Alabama Crimson Tide among schools to not disclose NIL data. And wow, <laughs> really, you think <laughs> they're not going <laughs> to, it's not like they were before, before NIL. <laughs> so why would they do it now? <laughs> hey, what's all this, uh, what's all this NIL money from this one particular booster, Miami? What's all this about? Uh, oh, uh, that's just Ned. What was that guy's name? Ne Nevin. Uh, Nevin. Uh, I mean, but this, I, I this is not a, a surprise whatsoever. And I refer back to, you know, when I was speaking, Former Minnesota swimmer uh, Gavin, my brother-in-law, 
like this is just a good p at least this is my thoughts this is just a good pr move to not release any sort of data because if other athletes start seeing what like basketball and football players in particular are making nil wise it's just gonna sour the waters even more like it's already a known fact that football and basketball are for the most part king on campus but if we start releasing you know information and data and numbers on how much these kids are making it's just gonna it's gonna soil the entire athletic landscape at a university. So it's just it's a good PR move at the end of the day. Good on them. Good on them. I like it. Um, all right, transition a little bit. So yeah, we've we've had what a week or two off. Yes. There there hasn't been not a lot necessarily has changed at the top, but there's been some su- surprising players. And going back to college basketball, how about UCLA and Kansas? Both uh, looking real hey. sharp. You know. Basketball example, programs, baby. Syracuse is in the mix as well. Like this has just been what a weird kind of state of affairs. But uh, we're all for it. <laughs> I, you guys know my my burning hatred for Kansas basketball. I can't get enough of Jayhawk football. Oh, and they're good. Oh, they're good. And it's uh, Leopold. He, you know, he's he's had success everywhere he's gone. He was at Wisconsin Whitewater, won a bunch of D, I think it's D2 or D3 national championships there, went to Buffalo, had really strong seasons there, and now he's here at Kansas, and, and Wisconsin's already trying to, like, poach this guy, which, like, I get, but, like, nah. Like, well, oh, yeah. I like I don't think he'll last long, or I'd say last long in Kansas, you know what I mean? He'll be, he'll probably be poached somewhere else, but how cool is this, Wisconsin. man? Wisconsin, it's going to be Wisconsin. Uh, no, but it's, it's, it's awesome, and, and I was thinking the entire time you're, you're building that up. We want parity in college football, and I understand that the benchmark for parity to most people is the college football playoff picture. But I think th- this suffices for me. Like, like we have teams that just cut not from nowhere. Like they're not no name schools, but teams that are you know pretty much off the radar who are now just undefeated, making noise. Like, it, it, and now college game day is going to be at the TCU Kansas game. Like, it, it's just been it's been a fun. What we've kind of lacked in like the the marquee names in the last couple of weeks, as far as like excitement and all that stuff, we've made up for in the UCLA's in Kansas, where it's just two teams that nobody really expected, and they're just absolutely blowing the doors off people. And like we have a Heisman candidate in a Kansas quarterback, Jalen Daniels. Like who would ever thought that those words would have been muttered from somebody's mouth that we could possibly have a Heisman candidate coming out of Kansas University. Right. And it just shows you too kind of what a shit show like the less miles of the world. I can't remember who the court or the coach was at Kansas mm-hmm. for who just like I don't know if they just didn't care, but it just goes to show like it really it boils down to coaching. Like it just does. Oh, yeah. Like the the way you can kind of get the kids to buy in and things like that. Right. Also, the, the kind of flip side of this too is like we're at the point in the season too. You know, we're basically what five weeks in five. Most most teams have played about five games. There's been one who's played four for some reason. Right. I think in TCU, um, you know, and a few other like four and O teams because of early bye weeks and stuff. But <laughs> we're still at the point of the season where like things can can go off the rails for any of these teams. Oh, yeah. And this is kind of that point because for the most part up until now you've played about three to maybe even four really cupcake teams and maybe only one or two like legit teams. Kansas is almost the exception to that because they've played yeah they opened with Tennessee Tech but then they played West Virginia at West Virginia at Houston versus Duke yeah Duke it is what it is and then home against Iowa State like they've played good teams and they've come out of the, come out on top on that. Right. Syracuse is another uh school same same kind of boat there. Louisville they they're a team with the pulse. Uh, Connecticut, yeah, that that's how much. But you know, yeah, Purdue, Virginia, and then Wagner, <laughs> you know, fifty nine nothing. But like, 
So some of these teams are legit. Some of the other schools is like, yeah, they're ranked kind of high. They've had a good start. It could still easily go off the rails. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, And we saw we got like the little bit of excitement that we got last weekend was a Georgia barely, barely squeaking it out against a historically Mizzou. terrible Mizzou. <laughs> yeah. uh, Shout out Chase so, Daniel. Right, right. And, and this is what we were talking about before we started a fifth quarter. Like, maybe maybe Georgia isn't quite the juggernaut. I'm not willing to, like, write them off and say, like, they're not they're not probably the best team in the country because I still think they probably are. But, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be a team like a Kansas or a UCLA. Like you just said, a well-coached team. It's not these high-caliber talents. But though, that's the difference in when you get to those mid-level programs is the coaching. Everything at the mid-level is going to be three-star, two-star recruits. Like, it, it is what it is. Like, you kind of know what you have in all your recruits year in and year out. It's so how well do you coach them, and they've been coaching them phenomenally. Like you yep. said, like, those those aren't – I mean, Duke, you know, we're a basketball program, so layoff. But, I mean, for the most part, they don't have cakewalks. Like, like those are games that those teams that they played should easily won, but they just got outcoached. It's just a yep. well-coached team at the mid-level is always going to cause problems. And you know that obviously neither of those teams line up against Georgia at any point in the season, but they could they have the capability of taking down somebody in the top ten in the big picture. And it's I mean it's going to get exciting as we come down the stretch here. It's been a little quiet, but I think it's we're gearing up for a lot of excitement coming down the stretch with teams like you know obviously Kansas and UCLA. Right, and that that's kind of the fun thing right now about you know about Kansas because they're kind of playing with house money at this point because they have nothing to lose right as long as they make a bowl game like that is such progress for that program to like they've been in the dumps for so long so I'm all for it same like Syracuse Dino Babers on the hot seat for like you know for who knows what and then you know it's coming out having a really strong season yeah it's it's just it's cool to see some different names in there but a lot of it man the ACC is, is looking good so far I mean you got teams like obviously Clemson at the top unfortunately I, yeah I think a lot of Clemson's rumors of their demise is probably greatly exaggerated and you got North Carolina you got Wake Forest in there uh you know Syracuse in there as well so it's um and then you had Miami falling off of fucking face of the planet, which <laughs> that was kind of the big i think that was the big storyline honestly from la- what was that last week two weeks ago yeah, yeah, here on a yeah. Week. so yeah. that one's a weird one but uh I, it, that, I mean, man, yeah. ACC, man and we want like we said it a billion times we want miami to be back so bad and i just i at this point i don't know what it's going to take like if we've had the coaching changes we've had the culture changes but they've you know they've <laughs> they've they've brought in some decent recruits. Like it's it's not a lack of talent, really, at least in my eyes. And they just cannot get it figured out. They just got to get out of that godforsaken stadium. I think it's what it is. Uh, that, the Hard Rock. That, it's like thirty miles, or I don't know how far. It's far from campus. There's no atmosphere. It's just it's just dumb. It just looks dumb. But all right, now do you think you'd have atmosphere if you build one on or near campus? Yes. Like, do you think you'd have atmosphere? A, a good kind of like like a smaller stadium for sure pack it every week make it like state-of-the-art make it fun cool have some good yeah i i think absolutely uh-huh. you get more students uh-huh. there more atmosphere uh-huh. yeah it's but anyway that, that's the discussion was that was that the mindset for the uh the mighty Colorado mesa university mavericks just share a high school stadium so it looks like it's more full than right it actually is, street, is that the right? mindset yeah basically <laughs> But like San Diego State built their new stadium that's close to campus and things like that. Like it's, you know, it can be done. You know, it can be done. But I think it's just, uh, yeah, good luck getting property in Miami, I guess. Especially well, with what's left. Maybe after the hurricane. They, you know, they just, they're they already looking. They're just walking around looking for empty lots that just been plowed. And they're like, yep, that, that's our new stadium right there. That's it. So, 
but uh but yeah for the most part it you know the the top state at the top i think you know if, if we're really going to look at things here you know the I, playoff I, picture the playoff picture hasn't shifted i think that's playoff a fair... picture has, you're right uh, injuries though i think we are now at the point of the season where injuries are going to start popping up and especially with how concussions are treated in the nfl after the whole Tua thing i think you're seeing a little bit more caution from from some college coaches yes. but at the same time i also think that they don't care <laughs> as much so you know like I, I think that fall like the 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 level of care that is going to be given to any individual player like they all receive the same treatment but like if you're if you have NFL promise and and you get injured by this point in the season, like I, I like Bryce Young, I don't the competitor anyone's going to want him to come back with like a shoulder injury. I feel like in college we're a little more keen to being like we're going to stick this, we're going to do the full process, set it out, like we're really going to heal up because at the end of the day, college is. Just, I mean, I know they're getting paid a little bit now, but college is still college. Like you're trying to get up to the next level now. If you're just a psychopath middle linebacker who's probably never going to get drafted anyways concussions probably don't matter to you like the, the college <laughs> team is like the wild wild west still where it's like you i get a helmet it's... sticker for every concussion oh well and if in the ncaa thinks they haven't figured out they're like oh his helmet came off he has to sit out a play like oh well that, that solves all concussions like he just has to sit out one play but i, I see hits on a day-to-day basis in college football i'm like that man is at the minimum bell rung maximum fucking hurting real bad and he's just out there again <laughs> God, yeah, yeah, lining up in the wrong huddle. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's just that, uh, I sent you that Derek to, one, right? Yeah, yeah. The Wisconsin guy lined up yeah. in the backfield. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that that was like, yeah. The but I, I guarantee you, if we watch that film, that kid was probably back, like, you know, a couple plays later. He's probably but, out there doing his deal. Yeah, that's probably the most interesting one, you know, is the Alabama and the Bryce Young. But the thing that they have that just not many other teams have is, you know, they're back at me. Obviously, he's probably not as good as Bryce Young, but. I'm, he's a five star, I'm sure, right? Uh, he has to be a five star from somewhere. But, that, but the problem is, and, th- and this is where when we get into the the weekend preview slate, he's not a good passer. He he is like everything I've read and kind of looked up, and just from the little bit of like footage we have on him from the Arkansas game, like he's not a good passer. So obviously he can still win it with his feet. Like it was, so, it'll be interesting how that game plays out, having to kind of shift the entire offensive schematics around a, a much more run heavy quarterback versus Bryce who could actually do it with his arm. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see for sure. So you look at, I mean, Texas A&M is giving up 170 rushing yards a game. You know, it's, I mean, according to this, I, these stats could be wrong, obviously in, in Alabama, they have Jameer Gibbs, the transfer from right. tech is right. really good. And they get this other quarterback who's just like, cool. If it's third and three or four, like I can probably just pick that up <laughs> and we'll I just think, grind you to death. Right. Texas, uh, out, let's start with Texas uh, or Texas A&M Alabama really as our first preview game. This is the one that yes. we hyped up probably the most in the off season just because of all like, back and forth. And uh, yeah, jumbo, old, old jumbo, old Mr. Buy, you know, contract buyout himself. Uh, yeah. They're, they're turning on him real quick. <laughs> it, well, it, it, I mean, it's, it, can you can you blame him? It's in a sense like I know it seems ridiculous for for a, a reasonable human being, but like in the in the grand scheme of college football, like Texas A&M, it, like Sumlin wasn't even that bad, and they they fucking ran him out of town with pitchforks and torches. Like right. Jimbo is, <laughs> yes, you're you're, yeah. you're losing one to Appalachian State at home, it, it, like, and after all this touting about the top recruiting class and all this, like. It's not a good look, it, and I it obviously can't put a lot of you know value into a loss at Alabama if that were to happen. But 
I do think it is going to, you know, make that seat even a little bit more hotter. So it'll be interesting how it plays out. But I do think that this will end up being a lot better of a game than maybe some people think, given the circumstance. Bama's favored Uh, by uh, about 24 points. Texas A&M will cover that. No sweat. Uh, People forget Bama really struggled against Arkansas last week. Like, I mean, they were going to lose that game until it got away. It got, you know, out of hand at the end, towards the end of the game. But for the first three quarters of that game, it was pretty close. Uh, Texas A&M will cover 24 points. Like, no problem. I I think that the offense is going to have a lot of trouble getting going. I think they're really going to key in on the run against Alabama. And I think it'll be it'll be a high scoring issue fair, but it'll definitely be covering twenty four points, no doubt. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, I mean it'll be fun. It'll be you know um, I know both Jimbo and Nick have come out and said no, like we're friends now, and blah. All that's behind us. But yeah. I mean, do you think they'll pull a little bit of a Ryan Day, uh, what Ryan Day did last week against Rutgers, and you oh. know get a little scuffle on the sideline here, well, maybe it, a little it, fake punt it, action it, while you're up by fifty. <laughs> Yeah. Right, right, and it's it's going to be something just like that. It's it's going to be a because going back it's, to the there'll be a jab, yeah, a little right. bit of a jab. Go back, four yeah. back situation. I can I would hundred percent see the like them just running the ball, run the ball, just pound and pound and pound, and then we get down into like late game. Like it's probably a two score, three score game at this point. Like we're kind of just trying to run the clock out. I would have put it past Saber and just to dial up like a play action deep ball and just let dude just air one out, and it'll probably connect, and then that'll sour everything, but. Uh, I think it'd be a good physical game. I don't want anybody to get hurt, but I think this will be, you know, I, think, I still think there's bad blood. Yeah, I think the players will still rally around that. So I think it'll be a good physical game. Uh, hopefully a high scoring affair, but this could also be one of the patented Alabama, like 21 to 18s or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. It's, it's just too bad. It's not as it's not going to be. As we, fun, we really, but. we really wanted Texas A&M to be undefeated coming to this game. I think everybody can admit that we wanted these, both these teams to be undefeated, no matter how they got there. But and, now I just want total just juice. dumpster fire from, yeah, I, I, I think I retweeted from one of the solid verbal writers and he's basically just like, like you guys may think I'm root, like, I love to root against Texas A&M and it's because I love to root against Texas A&M. <laughs> and I was like, yep, that's uh yes. I call me. Uh, I am definitely a hater of Texas A&M, but I love it. I love it. It's yeah. fun. You know, if my team's going to be asked and I, I just want to root for other, <laughs> other teams to, that I don't like to be asked. So <laughs> fair, that's enough. Kind of fair enough. Uh, I will. Okay. Well, let's just pivot to that one. We'll get it out of the way. Michigan State, Ohio State. Um, it's not gonna, I mean, it's not going to happen, obviously, you know, it's, uh, we don't look great, obviously that, that's, that's goes without saying that, you know, the whole, like, oh, you know, it's, it's all this contract talk with Mel Tucker. Oh, what a mistake this was and blah, blah, blah. And it's this and that, and all this money that he's getting. And I'm just like, yeah, well, for what? it's not your fucking money. So who cares? It's not even the school's money. The school's on the hook for the original deal, which was a pretty mild deal. The boosters are the one who got the, this whole extension signed for him. So it's like. It's not anyone's money. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's guaranteed. It's things like that. You got to make it. If you're a school like Michigan State, if you think you've got it, you got to kind of swing for it. Otherwise, someone else is going to take it from you. A la Nick Saban. Hello. That happened to us before. So the, the whole contract talk's annoying. It's, you know, people are like, oh, he's three years into this. Are you really going to count the year that he was hired in February? Uh, mind you, February. So after the signing day, basically, 
Uh, and then having to go recruit in COVID year, like we're going to count that? Like, I don't know. That just seems ridiculous. So <laughs> people are like, you know, oh, like what's going on? Like, should he be fired? It's like, nah, nah, we got this. Like, it, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's, this year's going to be asked, but hey, we got some recruits coming in and then we'll, you know, it, it, next year's really the year where if we don't start seeing some major improvement, then then we got to ask questions. So uh, on that on that topic, let me just give me – don't don't give me the diehard lifelong Kyle answer this. I want I want a, a level head answer. Do we think Michigan State could become uh not when I say contender? I'm not talking playoffs every year, but do we think Michigan State could become that program that is top 15, cracking top 10 pretty regularly? Or do we think Michigan State's a program that will spike, and when they do spike, it'll be fun, but the the baseline will be a little bit lower than that. I don't. I mean, like we, you know, we pay him for obviously the consistency aspect of it, but at the same time, it's just it's one of those things where it's a tough division for for one. We we just don't we haven't seen enough yet, and that's the problem. We haven't right. seen enough. Obviously, we saw it last year winning eleven games. That was incredible. You know, beating Michigan, right. things like that. It's just it's so, it's so hard, and the only way you're going to find out is if when you get a coach that you think can do it, you got to pay him, and then right. you have to hope that everything else kind of pans out around him. Um, I've always been pretty level-headed and, and and for the most part realistic with where we're at, kind of as a program. I, I as long as we're just not ass, basically. Right. Like, I I right. can settle with it. Okay, if it's a weird kind of down year and it's like only seven wins here, right. or eight wins there, but it's a bowl game, we win the bowl game. I'm cool with that. Right. Um, but at the same time. It's 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 just such a hard it's just a hard league. It's hard well, league. And, and you guys are not only not only conference. You know, it's it's the Big Ten from top to bottom is just a good football conference. But you guys are in that weird spot to where it's like you know going back to the Kansas talk. You're you're better than Kansas. You're you're above where Kansas is kind of at as far as recruiting goes. But you're also kind of stuck in this weird like limbo spot where it's like you know that you can go bring in the five star, the, the, the handful of four stars, but then you also need to supplement that with, you know, the three stars and, you know, whoever else. And so it's just, it puts it like in a weird spot where like there is like the talent is going to be there, but then you also have to have a cohesive unit because you are, you know, you're not uh, Texas A&M. You're not a, you know, historically top five recruiting program every year, year in, year out. And the recruits that he's recruited, right? Like let's be real here. A lot of the ones he had to recruit over Zoom, like those guys have have basically left or transferred and they weren't going to be. Well, and and there there was no film, right? Because people forget like like, a lot of these recruits who are there now, like these freshmen, didn't play their senior year. Like, like right. we had nothing to run off except for some junior year tape. And like, who knows how, how a kid from junior year to senior, especially in the game of football, the, the progression is huge. Like I, I just, from what I understand, like that's kind of like where that jump becomes like where you become a certified five-star or a four-star and like you really show that D one talent. Like there's, there's whispers of it, but that, that year in between is where it really happens. And it, to your point, it's impossible for Michigan State because, yes, like a five-star is a five-star. Like you can identify those. But you guys are playing in a four- or three-star realm where it's like you need to go grab those key pieces and with no film, no no real live action. You can't go scout them. Like, so I, I will subscribe to that. Like the COVID did, does kind his, of fuck with programs like Michigan State a lot. Right. His, his recruits are currently freshmen and redshirt freshmen. Right. So, you know, we've already seen one hit the field in uh, Mangum. He's playing at safety, right? And so – 
it, it's just ridiculous. And it, you know, and you hear it from even the big media outlets and all these other like little mom and pop little podcasts and stuff saying like talking about the contracts and stuff. And it's just like, there's definitely undertones there. And, you know, we're not going to get into that, it, you know, and, and even like, for example, someone like Jimbo, yeah, it's kind of in the same boat, right. Where people are talking about the contract and, and results and this and that it, it's just, it's just ridiculous to this point to even to even say like oh like is he on the hot seat is like right. next year yeah if we if we look right. uh, the same flavor of ass next season sure then we have right. to start having some conversations but it's not really even until the following year I'm saying 2024 really that's where the money's got to be on the table and right. if it doesn't pan out it doesn't pan out you got to swing and if you miss you miss it's not like it's right. not it's not like oh I can't afford groceries because of Mel Tucker's contract right cuz cuz that's how it works as a fan apparently I'm I'm paying the contract no the billionaires who have endless amounts of money at this point you know Matt Ishbia makes enough off just dividends on a monthly basis probably from right. his mortgage company to cover this like it's just the money thing is just ridiculous and my last take on this with the new, especially in the Big Ten, with the with the new TV contract, like every school is basically getting seventy million every single year from this new uh, TV deal that's going on, or something ridiculous like that. This contract not only is it going to be the norm, it could have also been. It, it, we could be looking at it as a bargain compared to like what coaches are going to start getting paid because the money's there now. The money uh, not only has always has been there, but it's even that plus more money on top of that. So. It's just, it, it, uh, we're, we look at the contract now, yes, it seems excessive and it's the guaranteed and it's the length, but I think you're just going to start, that's going to be the norm. It is. Like, it, 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 there's no way it's not going to be. So, I, I'm at least we were trying to be proactive with it. It's just way too early to tell. So, I, I think he's the right. guy, he's got to get the coordinators in. It's just like any NFL job as well. You get the guy like the Dan Campbell up top. He's not the, the boy genius, you know, offensive coordinator. He's not the Kyle right. Shanahan type. He's the guy who your players want to play for, and then you have to get right. the coordinators on the back end to to, to figure out everything right. else out. Well, and, and I think you make a good point because it, it's in a college game, the diehards, the the you know the, the nerds of the college football fandom will know who the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, all these the, the sporting cast, if you will. But nobody knows, and so it's just everyone wants to point the finger at Mel Tucker, but it's like. Like you just said, Mel Tucker controls the whole, you know, the goal and like he steers the ship, but he still needs all the deckhands to be putting in the work, too. So it's not solely let's not put just Mel's head on a spear just yet. Like, let's let's hold off for a little bit. So I, I agree. I it, like I said, Michigan State, in my mind, is it's it's they're not up with the big dogs or not the Ohio States, the Clemsons, the Alabamas so like. There, there's going to be a learning process and there's going to be a time investment needed to finally, you know, to figure these things out. Cause you can't just keep firing coaches after two years. Like you'll never get anywhere with that mentality. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like I said, I'd rather us take the risk and say, you know, cause if, for the, where Michigan state is for how they have to recruit. Yeah. We have to do all the social media stuff and the cars on the field and Tucker smoking cigars and the Nikes. Like you just have to do that. You're in the same region as Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame, among others. Like you have to do something that sticks out. That's the route we went. And times a little, you know, early to tell. Yes, we were ahead of schedule last season. Vegas only predicted us to win four games last season. We won eleven. If you follow that same trajectory, it's four wins this this year. The over under was about seven, which I, we're obviously going to be under that. So that's kind of the natural builders. Four four wins or so. Then maybe try to compete for a bowl game. Next year, it is a bowl game. Probably next year now, it's a New Year's Six. And then beyond that, you have to be uh, competing for a title. 
we're still we still got time. So, anyways, I digress. I digress. Next. Um, <laughs> next. Uh, let's talk a little. Uh, okay, we got probably three or four more that I really want to touch on for yep. sure. Um, <clears throat> TCU, Kansas. It's just fun. We already talked about Kansas. Just talked about TCU about yep. like how they're the kind of the surprises here. I this is one where like I don't even want to like bet on it or anything. I just want to sit nope. back and enjoy it because yep. it's it just should be a good game. It should be a good game. Right. Well, and in on the other half, like Kansas is is kind of the media darling, but people not that we're not paying attention to TCU, but TCU just beat the absolute brakes off of Boomer Sooner last weekend. Like yes. it absolutely embarrassed them. TCU is a really good football team. So, like, I, I understand, like, the, you know, this underdog mentality. And, like, we're rooting for Kansas. Not Maybe not underdog, but we're all rooting for Kansas. It's a fun story. But, like, there's a real chance the Horn Frogs could just put an end to that right now and just hand them a colossal loss. I hope it's I, – I think it'll be a close game. I think it's, like, a, it's a seven-point swing either direction. Uh, but I think TCU probably walks away from this one just because it's – TCU's been here, like – Year in, year out. They're never outstandingly good, but they're also never outstandingly bad. Like, well, they, they went from really that, the Gary line. Patterson era, right, where it's like they were built off defense and kind of these weird offenses. Then they had a little bit of lull. Now you got Sonny Dykes coming in. You got Max Duggan, a quarterback. Like, yeah, it, it looks good. And, I, uh, like, I don't I don't necessarily like Texas Christian as, like, a, as an institution, but I just love their colors and the mascot. So, like, it's, it's just going to be fun. It's just well, going to be fun. It's it's and it's just it's a game where it's again the people who bitch and moan about parody are only looking at the the college football playoff picture. But this is a matchup that we would have never at the beginning of this year looked at and been right. like, oh, like this is going to be a good matchup. Like there's people who are cashing Vegas tickets on the Kansas win total already. Two weeks ago they were cashing it. That's they cool. had, they had Kansas yeah. at like two wins a season. Like exactly. This yeah. is this is and this doesn't happen like this happens in basketball all the time. Every year there's always a, a kind of a team that just gets hot and they stay hot and it's kind of a, a dark horse, but this never really happens in football. Like it, it goes the opposite direction. There's always teams that are oh like really hyped up and then they just flounder. We've seen that every year, but like rarely do we get a team who is supposed to win two games a year. And they're sitting here at five and zero, having beat five decent football teams. Like it just never happens. So it's it's exciting. And I'm this will be one that I'm for sure sitting down and tuning in for. Probably have it on the big screen, dedicated because this will be right. fun. The morning slate's decent. The morning slate's decent. These ten o'clock games. You got TCU, Kansas, Tennessee, LSU. Also at, at ten o'clock. Yeah, Michigan, Ooh. Indiana. But who fucking cares? Michigan's been on the big noon kickoff like every single week, and who fucking cares? So fuck that's them. true. Tennessee, LSU, that's the next one. Um, I mean, it's uh, you see the Tennessee Smoky Grays, and you just there's it's impossible to kind of root against that. Right, it, it, and we this is you know, but the bigger picture, jerseys as a whole across the board are just so much better this yes. season. Like there's just nice so pop. many yep. good jerseys out there. Um, but yeah, I, I think Tennessee in general is just kind of rolling. Uh, LSU's been they. they Obviously, they're succeeding, but they just kind of seems wonky at times from what I've been able to watch. Uh, Hendon Hooker just – he's probably the best quarterback in college football, at least probably the best quarterback in SEC at the minimum. Uh, yeah, I think Tennessee – when Tennessee will win this one, and if I – I got to pull the betting back up, back up. But uh, I, I'm taking them to cover for sure against LSU. Right. LSU uh, squeaked one out against Auburn last week. You know, they uh, – uh, 
I think they had a pretty big comeback. Yeah, they were down like 17 nothing, and then came back. Squeak and, uh, one out against Auburn in Auburn this week is 24-point uh, yeah, underdogs, 24 points. <laughs> and, and exactly, because you look at uh, yeah, look at LSU versus Auburn last week. Jaden Daniels was 8 for 20 for 80 yards, and then they still somehow come out and win that game. Like, it's... Uh, Auburn, yeah, up. Brian Harson's gone. So. Uh, it's it, minus two and a half. Put that down on the record books. Tennessee minus two. Oh, and yeah. That, I, I'm not going to bet much this week, but I, I think I'm going to end up getting that with you as well <laughs> because, yeah, it, it's just Tennessee. Um, Utah, UCLA. I was in, I saw Utah in person last week. Great experience, great day overall. Beautiful day in Salt Lake City. Uh, Utah beat the breaks off Oregon State, who I thought was going to be kind of a plucky team. UCLA is a team that another one kind of came out of nowhere. I thought Washington was going to beat them last week, and they proved me wrong because, you know, uh, Thompson Robinson or DTR for UCLA just has been there forever, and he's him, that Chip Kelly offense, boy, that just looks good. And they're just playing with a lot of swagger and a lot of Hemi, Hemi Neutron. Right. Um, yeah, that's, uh, listen, they can have all the swagger and heat they want. Uh, Utah is just still – Utah is still yeah. like that, that dude. It's – I mean – I, I know that the threshold for you know success would have been winning the Rose Bowl, but I think the the season they had last year alone, standalone, even losing in the Rose Bowl is phenomenal. And I I just don't think that there's any way that UCLA wins this. I, I'm sure it'll be close and it'll be a good game, but I think Utah, in the grand scheme of things, comes out with this dub because Utah's just so stout. Defense is super solid. The offense can get going. Like if the offense we lost, gets hot, lost Kiki for the ball. year, unfortunately that that's a bummer, but it's, but like that, that's, that's, this speaks volumes to the program that they built. Like he's out, but I, I don't foresee a huge hit, like a huge hiccup. Like it just seems like no matter across the board, like they could just plug in the next guy and they're just a very well coached, solid team across the board. Like they're not showy. They're not razzle dazzle, but they are just going to beat you down on offense and a defense. Like good luck getting anything going against their defense. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those where, yeah, you lose the opening week at Florida and you say, Hey, everything's still in front of you. This is now that prove it game where it's like, Hey, right. no, we're, we were right. like, like, seriously, like, we have bigger aspirations. Right. You now UCLA, they kind of come at, came out of nowhere, but they've been building something. We've been historically pretty good against UCLA since joining the pac 12. Uh, yeah, this has now got to be a prove it game. Yeah, they played the Rose Bowl. I mean, they're now the fair weather fans for UCLA are going to start showing up because it's something interesting. But I, no. oh God, I just that want stadium will still be fucking empty. They'll they'll do an overhead shot of that stadium, and that stadium will be like. 35. Well, they block off they block off huge sections of it, and they just have the big UCLA stuff, so it's kind of cheating. But um, yeah, I, I you know, and and it will be kind of interesting because uh, Utah's going to be back at the Rose Bowl. We we all know their performance against Ohio State last year in the Rose Bowl, and that that's probably going to be enough of it for them to be like, hey. We're back here again. Let's let's kind of uh, take care of business this time. Yeah, you know, the right. Rose Bowl. Yeah, it's not the you know right. right. Well, it's like in, in no program ever. You know, nobody wants to take an L. But yeah. when an L is presented, it it's what are you going to do with that? And I think, like you said, with the first week of Florida taking that L, not and it wasn't a bad loss. Like it, it was a very good game. Like they were in it to the very end. Like it was it was you know there's no such thing as a, a good L, but. Utah is going to come in here, and, and I think the tone has been set from week one on. Like every time I watch Utah, it's there, there's not a whole lot of mishaps. Like there's not a whole lot of kind of brain farts. Like they're a very well buttoned up team. They play very solid, sound football, and so I think they're going to walk into this one 
not overly hyped. I think they're going to be hyped just enough, and I think they'll take care of business. I, it'll be a good game, I hope. I, I really do. But if Utah does want to beat them by, like, 30, that'd also be cool. I would love to see UCLA just get curb stomped, but, hey, it is what it is. Yep. Yeah, and then they have USC next week, Utah. So, yeah. That's Listen, hey, we can't, we can't be looking ahead. All right? We've got to take care of the Bruins. You need, you need to go down there and tell them, hey, we need some stuff. Right. I mean, outside of that, I mean, we're looking at the rest of the top 25 – um, you know, that's probably the, really the biggest game. There's some other kind of interesting ones. You know, USC Washington State could be interesting, some good offenses there. Uh, I mean, you have Florida State, uh, North Carolina State, which could be interesting as well. It's just, uh, I don't know. I, it's, it's a weird weekend, I think, overall. It, it's, there's, there's some intrigue, but you know, what else kind of jumps off the page at you, I guess? For just the for just the grand scheme of things, is that what yeah. we're talking about here? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the the only one that I were the one to touch on was the 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 Red River rivalry. Oh, the Red, oh, that's Red, right. Red River rivalry. They're not they're not ranked, so that's why it didn't pop up here. Yes, and the so the Red River rivalry. I want to ask you because obviously there's there's some some rooting interest in Boomer sooner just by proximity. But as you, as a uh, third party, uh, unranked Texas, unranked Oklahoma, does this even move the needle for you at all? Oh, for sure. I'm going to watch it because this is one of those where, like, for Oklahoma, yeah, it's already been uh, – we knew it was going to be rebuilding. They've, they've kind of just looked bad, which is understandable. So it's like there's no panic there. But uh, if you want to salvage anything from the season, you just win this game, and then you're like, cool. Like, the rest is just – I'm sure the rest of the season is probably just house money at that point. And, like, at this point, seeing what I've already seen, that's how I would approach it if I was an uh, Oklahoma Sooner fan. Um, it looks like Quinn Ewers is going to be back for Texas. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I'm pulling for Oklahoma here just because I think it'd be funny and I just love seeing Texas lose. Um, I don't know what to expect from this game, but Texas favored by just, about nine points. Just the over, just probably just the over is what you need to expect. It's about that's, 65 and a half. That's all we need. That's all we need to root for. I mean, this, this game in particular is probably one of the most electric games I've ever watched at a bar. I went down to like it was like That's, four yeah. or five years ago. Went to Stoney's and watched this uh, when Jalen Hurts was there. Probably one of the best games I've watched in the bar. But uh, yeah, no, I I mean I'm root, I'm rooting for points. Obviously, I'm Boomer sooner to pull it out. But uh, this as a sidebar, does this kind of taint the value of Oklahoma and Texas being added to the SEC mix? (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, like, but like in all seriousness, like historically a a good, like good programs, uh, maybe not Texas in the most recent future or excuse me, the most recent history, but like, I I don't know. This is a weird spot where it's like, Texas just is never going to be back. It feels like even with Arch Manning coming, like we got to see something. And then Oklahoma, was supposed to. Be, I know they got, you know, a raw deal with how Lincoln Riley left everything like that. But like, Brent Venables was supposed to be like Daniels is still a quarterback. Like, we should have had all the pieces. Like, and then you go out and you just get absolutely slapped around by TCU. So, uh, it's a weird. It's a weird time if you're if you're an Oklahoma fan. I gotta feel like just strange times we're living in. There's always gonna be a transition. So, yeah. You know, right. Like, it's like the transition. Yes, like, you, it, it's, the, it's the Big 12. Like, when what world do we live in where Kansas Jayhawks are undefeated in the Big 12 and Oklahoma is struggling to beat anybody? Yeah, that's true. Uh, just some other just kind of interesting games in, you know, the Big Ten. We got Illinois, Iowa. Illinois is 4 and 1, a sneaky 4 and 1. They just beat the brakes off of Wisconsin. Good old Burt Bielema uh, getting, it, getting it done against this old team. Uh, this one stuck out to me because I usually just like to go through and look at the, what the lowest point total is and be like, would I bet the over on this point total is 36 and a half for Illinois, Iowa. <laughs> 
Seems about right. <laughs> right. And now I'm like, damn, they're good. Like, like there's they, they like Vegas just won't give me anything to be like, oh, yeah, that's that's easy money. Um, yeah, I, don't, I like I think Illinois might be good. Good. You know, um, and I was obviously yes. at I don't know. I mean, would, but, would, but you, would you bet the over in this one? No, listen, by my I don't have I don't live my life by many rules and guidelines. You know, I'm a, I'm a man of the man of the wild. But anything that involves Iowa, I'm not I'm not touching. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it because here, here's what could happen. This could be an Illinois comes in and just kind of cracks the cracks the code early on the Iowa defense and just puts up 24 by half. Or we could just be looking at a uh, just time tried and true Big Ten punt fest. Like there's just no in between. It's either over or it's going to be 15 points total going into the fourth quarter. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's it's going to be an interesting one for sure. Is uh, it, it going to be interesting though? No, like, probably not. Be, but like, probably not. No, you, I mean it's interesting in the scope of the Big Ten because it's like if if Illinois goes five and one, like you know, then uh, that that'll be yes. fun. I don't know. Uh, I mean, we have to. We, I don't know if we're at the end, but we have to end on BYU and Notre Dame, the clash of clash of two religions, the religion, uh, yeah, the holy in war, Vegas, the holy war. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> the most holy place on the planet. Yeah, you know that that old neutral side between Notre Dame and BYU down in Vegas. But uh, yeah. uh, another great, great, phenomenal jersey matchup. If if you've seen the jersey, they are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Brandon poo pooed the uh, you know, the the Notre Dame ones. I think they're I think they're pretty cool. I can see where he was saying because Duke used to do this with their with their basketball uniforms. They had kind of like that uh, a little like too much. The, trim. Well, it's like the the church, the stained glass kind of like ah uh, like yeah yeah, yeah. in it. And so like I I get what they were kind of trying to do with that. I still think they're sick. I, anytime you could give me a white jersey with any sort of gold accent, accent yeah, it looks yeah, it's it's phenomenal. But uh, but as for, as far as the game itself, jerseys are pretty. As far as the game itself, BYU is just probably going to run all over Notre Dame, right? I don't know. You know, I BYU, I thought they were, I, you know, a couple weeks ago, I thought they were a lot better than they were. And then they got the brakes beaten off for them by, by Oregon, but they're definitely a team. They'll show up for this game. Absolutely. You know, oh, they're yeah. going to show up big time. So yeah, I, 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 I'd probably pick BYU here, but it wouldn't surprise me if Notre Dame kind of pulls out one of those weird games. They haven't been good this year, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if, uh, sure. But I'd probably go BYU. But speaking of picks, let's get into the pick six here. Boop. What do we got? What do we got on tap? Get, give me your, give uh, me your first uh, rattle uh, off. Here are the three picks that Michael's going to go. You with. want, you want, you want just all three of them. All right, yep. here we go. Uh, as I said earlier, Tennessee minus two and a half, just free money. Just go ahead and give, just hand me the money. I like right it. Now. I like that. Uh, Florida minus ten and a half over Mizzou. Uh, Mizzou put up a good fight last week. They, they think they're something special. I think they're going to come into this game and uh, if Florida is probably just going to outrun them, like it's just going to be a track meet, and Mizzou's just not built to keep up with that. Uh, so go ahead and give me the, the old Gators minus ten and a half. And then I'm I'm just I'm flip flopping all over the place on the last last leg of my uh, my pick three or my three, but uh, I think I'm gonna roll still with Oklahoma State minus nine and a half over Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech's a, a weird one for sure, but I, I could see that. And Oklahoma State also looks solid this year, so I, I see that. They're, they're so, always uh, te- Oklahoma State is always prone to a yeah, like last drive of the game. They already have the game in hand, and then they'll just put up a tutty kind of at right. the buzzer to cover it. Yeah, 
That, yep, I, I definitely see that. that. Yeah, and that's probably what will happen. So, uh, see, on the flip side, I'm going Missouri plus 11. Don't know why. <laughs> I, but, I don't know why. Listen. But I, we wanted a little bit of a skin of the game for both of us to be like, hey, let's yeah, let's just see, you know, obviously a, who's a the friendly wager. Fr- now, sell, now sell it to me, though, Kyle, real quick. Give me your elevator pitch. Why? They believe in themselves after you know a really strong performance against Georgia. You know, they did a lot of things well on defense. Um, Florida still, I just, you know, my Anthony Richard Heisman take will age. It's just aging increasingly horribly, but, um, I don't know. I just like the zoo for some reason. I just, I feel like this is, you know, they have a little bit of juice behind them. I just thought it'd be kind of fun to take that. So, um, okay. I'm also going no, to it, it is, it is in the swamp though. Just I'll, I'll leave that tidbit, but go ahead with Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin minus 10 against Northwestern. Northwestern is just bad, bad. Wisconsin's bad, too. Don't get me wrong. They just fired Paul. Firing their coach? But sometimes you get that little, that coach bump, right? Where it's like they're going to go out there and like really, you know, they haven't, they believe in the program. They believe in Wisconsin. I think they're going to have a little bit of a bump. And I think they're going to, they, I think they should take care of Northwestern handily. And, uh, Minus ten, I think that's that's that should be pretty easy for them. Um, and then I just switched this one last second. Oregon is a uh, minus thirteen and a half against Arizona. Uh, I think Oregon's back to being good. We kind of wrote them off, obviously after getting just curb stomped by uh, Georgia. But I mean, Georgia's obviously good. So I I don't know. I mean, Arizona's coming off a good win against Colorado. They got their coach fired. So uh, forty three to twenty. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, I think I just think Oregon's kind of at that point now where it's like, hey, we're we're gaining momentum again. This is a big moment for us to to come out here and uh, put up put up some points. You know, Arizona's still rebuilding. They're not horrible, but they're just not good. Uh, yeah, I, I I like Oregon here. I, <laughs> I, I mean, it's it seems too it seems too easy though, Kyle. Are we are we worried about how easy that sounds? Probably. So. <laughs> I've, I've yeah, won I, one actual bet, like pretty much all season, when I've been in college football. So I don't know anymore. Right. Now, now for just for for the people to know, are are you going to parlay all these picks, or have you learned your lesson and you'll take them all individually and at least walk away with at least one dub? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's probably what I'm what I'm going to do. Well, because what we have to do, I think we each individually, you know, we we bet these, but then we have to put like a dollar on all of them. Right, no, 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 we'll we'll put we'll put the six pack together. We'll except the six for the, pack except together. For the, well, obviously the Missouri. We'll have to swap one out for the Missouri, Florida. Or listen, we'll we'll just leave that a we'll leave that a, a five a fiver a five legger. Or we'll just leave those out and we'll pick two. Yeah, you're right. We'll we'll, pick we'll look at it. We'll we'll look at it. We'll 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 figure. It well, out. Listen, we'll put together the six pack and then you do what you want with your three picks. Uh, we could still keep just overall record like zero and three, one and two, two and one, whatever. You tell me if you want to parlay it or not, and then we'll do our three picks separately, and then we'll put together the 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 NIL name image podcast uh, six Five pick. Or, yeah, the six pick, the six pack pick 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 six, uh, and we'll the, put the six pack the sixer. I mean, do we have to put six dollars on it? It's a little it's six. I think six. we have to put six dollars and sixty six cents. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna bet on the Notre Dame BYU game. Six, dollars, <laughs> six cents. <laughs> All right. Well. There we go. There you have it. We're back. You know, maybe we just we'll figure out the cadence. It's just we're just be just be lucky when the podcast drops. You know, just be thankful to say, hey, listen, today's the day that we got the pod because we just don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah, we got listen. Life happens, man. We got we got life. Amen to that. So, Michael, anything else? Anything else we want to bestow upon the listeners before we peace on out of here and enjoy this? No, no, it's listen. It's how about those Broncos? Let's ride. (laughs) 
fuck off. That's why that's why the weather outside is overcast, foggy, and 40 degrees, because we're all just in misery watching $325 million off look just look off a wide open KJ Hamler standing at the goal line unattended. He's Mr. Limited. He's Mr. Limited to the capital L. Limited to, yes, exactly. Cool. I like it. Uh, This has been Name Image Podcast. We'll be back. We'll be back next week. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. It's spooky season. You'll never know when we're coming. You'll never know when we're coming. Spooky. I love it. I love it. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, peace. Anything else you want to know about me? Yeah.